You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. New week. Here we go on Locked On Horn Frogs. It is Monday, August 16th. And in segment two today, I want to dive into what turned out to be a nice weekend of recruiting for TCU football, especially on Thursday and into Friday. But we're going to start with some realignment talk. Uh, things continue to change. Things continue to be fluid. And there was a development Friday night that I feel like really signals some bad news for the Big 12. So we'll hit that here at the start. Friday, late afternoon, early evening, the first person I saw on this was Max Olson, but it, it got around everywhere. And ESPN, Adam Rittenberg, had a story on it pretty quickly as well. Um, they are reporting that the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC have had plur- preliminary discussions excuse me, about forming an alliance likely built around scheduling, but possibly other areas, sources told ESPN. The commissioners, George Klickoff from the Pac-12, Kevin Warren from the Big Ten, and Jim Phillips from the ACC have been in regular communication and have had in-person discussions. So, these talks are in the very early stages. And if you want to spin it positively, I guess you could say, hey, this is just another um, domino that could potentially fall. This is a Another option, teams are doing their due diligence, conferences are doing their due diligence, they're trying to figure out what works best. But in my mind, it signals that the Big 12 is essentially crumbling. Could they go and possibly add some teams from the American American Conference and create a formidable conference that would have some great competition, yes. Is that going to make much headway in the national landscape? No, I don't think it will. I believe for TCU, you have to be really careful about hitching your your wagon to this train as far as the Big 12 goes. And I would even go as far as to say I'm not sure how much you should be trying to align with schools in your own conference, even if you're trying to leave. I mean, I know Texas Tech and Baylor, they're keeping in close contact with them, looking at some potential options. But I really feel like this has to be a, hey, this is who we are. This is what we can bring to the table if we left. And the university has to start aggressively looking at what's next. Because between Kansas and their flirtation with the Big Ten, this news that the other three conferences outside of the SEC are basically having early talks about, well, what if we just sort of created our own super conference alliance that would have some impact on the discourse, that can maybe challenge the SEC a little bit. 
and not give them a complete monopoly over the power structure in college football. It appears that the Big 12 is on the outside looking in. It appears that Bob Bullsby and Bob's in a tough spot. I know he's an easy punch he's an easy punching bag. And a lot of it's self-inflicted. I mean, I'm not going to go to bat for Bob Bowlesby. However, what he's doing now is just scrambling, trying to save face. I mean, he's he's employed to look out for the Big 12 to try to make it appear to be a strong conference that has a lot to offer. And his legs have been chopped out from under him by Oklahoma and Texas. And now he's foaming at the mouth and running mad all over the place and going after TV networks. Because this is sort of his last stand. But the only thing that he could really hang his hat on in the last couple weeks that was positive is this discussion that he had with the Pac-12 commissioner, which he said went well. Well, Bob, it appears that while he might have listened to you, he's already moved on to something else. And I I just can't help but think that the walls are kind of closing in on this. I don't really believe the eight schools that are left are banding together and sticking together for the long haul, which is not a requirement. I mean, they don't have to do that. Everybody sort of sees what's going on here. And I I think Bob Bowlesby even sees what's going on here. Now, he, he probably thinks there's still an opportunity for him to somehow salvage this. But if you got him in a moment of honesty... I think he would concede this is a bad situation. This is not where we want to be. And there's not a lot of options left. So, of the Power Five conferences, everyone's sitting at the table, eating, talking about their futures, and sadly the Big 12 is sort of sitting on the side just waiting and hoping that maybe a few of them could get invited to the big table. Possibly the conference as a whole. But as these days go on, and these things are all fluid, but as the days go on, it certainly on the surface appears that best case scenarios for TCU is to find a landing spot on their own, separate from the rest of the powers that be, in the Big 12 Conference. We'll talk about some recruiting in a moment. Before we do that, though, I did want to tell you about, uh, not Rock Auto, even though Rock Auto is a great business, I want to tell you about Sweat Block. Are you someone who sweats excessively? I'll be honest, I do. It's not a great thing. It's something I'm self-conscious about. And Sweat Block are these little wipes that you get, and you put them, you know, under your arms, where you typically put your deodorant, and it helps you from sweating through your shirt. It helps you Keep your clothes clean during the day. Um, not have those embarrassing sweat stains. Listen, it's it's a sensitive subject. It's not something that people want to talk about, but it's real. Especially if you're somebody that's that's active. 
or that's, you know, working in an office in the summer where even when that AC going, it's still a little warm. Give Sweat Block a chance today. You can get it at CVS or on Amazon. Again, that's Sweat Block. They're one of our new sponsors here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Segment two, Locked On Horn Drugs. Folks, we are uh, we're just a little under three weeks away from this season starting. I'm, I'm excited. This group, I think there's a lot of potential there. And we should find out quickly what this team looks like. Duquesne, not a great opponent to start the season. But after that, Cal and SMU, two very different teams, but two really formidable teams that are going to challenge TCU in different ways. So we'll get a look early on at what the Frogs are working with. But uh, the season's coming fast, and I, I encourage you to subscribe to Locked on Horn Frogs. Um, episodes are up daily, Monday through Friday. They're about 15 to 20 minutes, so they're pretty easy to listen, especially on a, a short commute to work or part of your morning commute if it's a little bit longer. And I'm excited about how I'm going to try to cover the team this fall. I'll have some you know, more information on that as the season gets closer, but it's coming fast. And one thing that's going on right now, though, is recruiting for the 2022 class is still happening. And I have not uh, spent a ton of time sort of breaking down where TCU recruiting is since I started the show. But it's been sort of down as of late. Now, the 2021 class was was small. And if you looked at individual player, just person by person, the type of players they were getting, the talent level was still there. However, they finished pretty low in the Big 12. And in this 2022 cycle, they are off to a pretty slow start. I mean, they're just not pulling in the number of commits that some other schools are around the rest of the Big 12, and they were sitting towards, are sitting towards the bottom of the league in the 247 rankings at the moment. But it does feel like maybe some momentum is starting to build with the Frogs, and that started on Thursday when Seth Martin committed to TCU. Um, Seth is a local kid, and when I say local, I mean just down the road from Everman. He's got good size, 6'4", 290 pounds, and he impressed TCU coaches uh, at a recent camp there in Fort Worth. Um, and that's how he got the offer. Before that, he had a pretty modest offer list. North Texas, Texas State, among a few others. Dartmouth was involved. So sharp kid, smart guy, um, getting an offer from an Ivy League school. So Seth is currently not ranked in the uh, 247 system. That could and hopefully will change as the season goes on. Uh, but I'll trust TCU here. I think it's a, a coaching staff that does a great job of evaluating talent. You can never have too many linemen. And that size gives you a lot of excitement because that's a frame that you can build upon as soon as he gets on campus and has a chance to get involved with the workout programs. So Seth Martin commits. He's the second offensive line commitment of this 2022 class, joining Cade McConnell, who is an O-lineman at Choctaw uh, in Oklahoma. So those two guys, 
potentially on the inside and outside of the TCU offensive line in the future. Seth Martin committing to the Horn Frogs. And then on Friday, Friday afternoon, they picked up a huge commitment from Gladewater, Texas wide receiver DJ Allen. Now, DJ is a four star recruit. This is a guy that does have a 247 ranking. He's on the. He's on the radar of a lot of different services. He's 5'11", 190 pounds. Sort of a smaller frame. But he's the uh, number 198 overall player in the nation and the 29th best receiver prospect by rankings on 247 Sports. 34 overall prospect in Texas. So this is somebody that does raise the profile of this class a little bit. He joins Matthew Golden, another wide receiver, as the two wide receivers at the moment in this 2022 class. This commitment jumped them up to 7th in the Big 12, so they did jump a spot with getting DJ Allen and Gladewater on board. He's a speedster. He can run. He got offers from a lot of different schools, but among them, Baylor, Arkansas. Um, I mean, he, he was a highly coveted guy. I mean, out of high school, we've got one more year. So a nice get for TCU. And I think Malcolm Kelly has emerged as a force on the recruiting trail. It's just a guy you want to know. It's somebody that is making things happen. He got Savion Williams and Quentin Johnson to flip at the last minute um, last year. And now doing it again by scoring DJ Allen the Gladewater wide receiver, um, 3A offensive player of the year last year in his district. So exciting time, and maybe this momentum is something that TCU can build on as we start to get closer to that early signing period. You hope that there's a few more players they can pull in between now and then. Uh, but that's been one of the things missing. It's just sheer numbers. I mean, they haven't had them. And even for a, uh, a team that – has a lot of experience coming back you need those young players in the system to uh, make things happen or replenish that talent so they'll have a chance to do that as the season goes on but offensive lineman Seth Martin from Everman and DJ Allen wide receiver from Gladewater they uh, join the 2022 class for the TCU Horned Frogs and bump up that ranking nationally and at the conference level a little bit more. All right, that'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs today. Appreciate you joining me. It's been a fun day for some good conversation. We'll be back tomorrow as we uh, barrel towards the start of the season. Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.